Hello podcasters and welcome to episode three of Captivate Insider. I'm your host Gary, I'm the head of design here at Captivate and I hope you're keeping well, having a safe week and that you're managing to smash through your podcast goals. For this episode I'm going to cap off the mini-series dedicated to Amy, our dynamic content engine and I've grabbed once again our co-founder and MD Mark Asquith to talk through some of the best bits about Amy designing and developing it, getting it out the door to our users. Some uh, tips and tricks about how you can implement Amy into your own podcast and a wee bit of chat around just monetization and advertising within the podcast industry. Make sure you follow this podcast on your fave podcast app so you won't miss a show when it lands every single Wednesday. And each week I grab a member of our team and talk through their point of view and some of the best bits and some of the hurdles and challenges that make up designing and building stuff here at Captivate. Without further ado, here's my chat with our MD and co-founder, Mark Asquith. For the third time then in our Amy series, I am joined by our co-founder, and I think it's MD now. Please confirm that's correct with me, dude. MD, Mark Asquith. That is correct right now. It's M-A-M-D. M-A-M-D. You know, like, uh, a bit like House. You remember House, the TV show? Mm. But obviously he was a he was a doctor, wasn't he? That's what his MD stood for, which is different, but the same. Well, you're fairly similar. Doctor yeah. of podcasting. Doctor of podcast. I'm going to get that. Get that domain, Dave. Get that domain. Oh, it's great <laughs> to have you. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. It's great to have you on the show as uh, we wrap up this series on Amy. So on the first episode, I got you and Kieran on. Uh, for those of you that are joining for the first time, Kieran is the other co-founder of Captivate. And I think his job title is now the director of technology. I think. Direct tech, I Direct call him. tech, nice. So the reason why I'm confirming these job titles is because if you haven't listened to our bonus episode of Captivate Insider that landed last Friday, I went through with Mark the uh, acquisition of Captivate via Global and all of the cool stuff and opportunities that have arisen from that. So a little bit of a change up with the job titles. So yes, I am joined by Mark, um, the M-A-M-D, M-A-M-D, to talk to me about some podcasting advertising and uh, some of the little wee tips that you can get started with Amy for your own podcast and the future of Amy. So how are you doing? Fine, sir. I'm good, thank you. Yes, I've actually just used Amy to uh, insert some segments into my my own podcast accelerator, revamped the show a little bit, just to introduce a couple of bits and bobs. And um, yeah, it is. It's good, especially with some of the new stuff that we've got coming down the way, you and I as well, um, to be able to to kind of um, work with Amy a little bit more. It's it's very very useful. So yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's it's nice to be able to do that. Actually, it's the first time I know you and I have used it, but it's the first time that I've used it on on my own show properly with mid rolls and so on and so forth. So yeah, yeah, I'm having a good morning, dude. Good. What about you? Doing good. all right? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, similar to you. Um, planning in some cool stuff on how to use Amy on not just our own hobby uh, podcast, the um the Star Wars one, Spark of Rebellion, but uh, the other. Uh, the pop culture podcast that I do, the Doctor Who one, where I talk nonsense about Doctor Who uh, for a while, looking at some uh, some pre and mid rolls for that as well. So, yeah, it's a great tool. So, uh, we will crack straight on then, dude, because I've got a series of questions to to dig inside your brain and, and pull those answers out. So, over the last few weeks, as I said, I've spoken to you and Kieran. I've also spoken to one of our core developers, Pierre, and I've got some really good insight from all of you around the inception of Amy and the early days, and then building it and you know testing and all that stuff and um and we've had great feedback from our users as well so it's been a really good a really good project this one but what's been your favorite part of working on amy from um you know seeing it through from you know 
building it as a as a team uh, right the way through to podcasts or using it. What's been your 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 best your best bit? Probably actually seeing people use it. Um, when we approach a feature, in particular a feature like Amy, because Amy is much more than dynamic ad insertion, you know, it's, it's dynamic content insertion, which can be used for ads, it can be used for external monetization and so on and so forth. But this is really about giving the creators a lot of flexibility around content as well. And that was a big focus for us. And it's why we designed Amy like we did. But when we approach these big features, you know, whatever big feature it is that we approach, we never, ever, ever look at what other people are doing or have done like ever i've never ever ever seen what other people are doing because i think it colors you a little bit i think it can jade you i think it can it can push you down the rabbit hole and you sort of then start to think well actually we should do it like that and it's it, you know that's not to say it's the best way so we i think what's in, the best part for me is that we've we knew what we wanted amy module one to do we know what module two and module three are set to do and we know where they are so when you've built something from scratch and you've never seen anything like it, you've not, like I said, you've not looked elsewhere at what other people are doing. And you see two things. You see, number one, actually, there are some elements there that other people have thought of as well, which is a really interesting thing because we're all trying to solve the same problem. But then when you see our users saying, I use this and it's the easiest version of this type of thing that I've ever seen. I've just, there has just been someone now on Twitter, I put a screenshot on there, someone that worked um, for a very, very big podcast hosting platform and now works for probably the biggest company in the world, said, this is very cool. Really good to see this sort of thing being built out. And that's come out of your head. You know, it's come out of your head and my head and Kieran's head and Pierre's head. So for that to happen and then to see the users saying, this is the easiest variation on this technology that I've ever seen. Like that is, that's why you do the job. You know, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> I echo that thought as well. It's a great feeling to to work on something for ages. And sometimes you do get that feeling, I guess, where you think, oh, is this the right thing? Is this the right approach? How are people going to take it? Because you can satisfy your own need. And uh, on one of the previous episodes, we spoke a little bit around a, a lot of the features that Captivate launch are really born out of our own need as podcasters. You know, it's like, oh, would it be cool? You know, oh, we need to do this cool thing because there's a bit of a gap here and we really need that feature. Well, let's just build it. You know, I'm sure other podcasters would use that as well. So I, that's the same for me. It's like you always get that little, I, I do anyway, I get that little wobble where I think, are people going to like this? Are, are people going to get it? That's the main thing. But then, you know, we've got a great team, so we, we, we nail all those things. But yeah, I'm the same dude. I, I like seeing, I love seeing podcasters just get hold of something that we've built. And then the other cool thing for me also is seeing them use it in a way that you didn't expect it was going to be used. That's the other cool thing. So, yeah, I think we're on the same on the same page with that one, dude. So I'm going to skip ahead to another question because it's kind of related. I'm going to come back to number two in a second. But we did make the decision early on when, even before I joined Captivate, that you were going to split Amy up into modules. And as we were designing it and going through the process, we knew that we were going to get the solid foundation out first module one and then we were going to build on that with the other ones um so do you feel like now that module one is out and captivate has joined that group of other platforms and other tech that now offers the that dynamic you know insertion and that that process of of, of using you know external files and ads and so on do you feel like the industry is taking notice of that and people are sort of now getting their foot down in order to to not say not play catch up you know, in that sense, but um, 
Or do you think it's more of a case of everyone's just, you know, you do you, and then all ships kind of rise towards the end? I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's always an element of friendly competition and some people, you know, some people enjoy that. Some people seem to have a cry about it. And it's, you know, regardless, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, we're all in it for our own lives and to help our own people. I think that, that's that's one of the funny things about, um, you know, having competition. Is I think it's how you handle it. You know, like, I, I just, I think everyone's great. I honestly don't care what anyone else does. I think as long as they do their thing and they help their people, everyone rises. And inevitably, you always do things that cross over with other people because we're all trying to achieve the same goals for our users. And... I think that the 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 that there are some hosts out there that do a great job of like the pre-roll and the post-roll and and that was on their roadmap and they released that and I think when Captivate brought out Amy we were always going to do mid-roll from day 1 it was always there and they've added that to their roadmap and they're sort of scrambling to get that done pretty quickly but that's not a bad thing like that's not a negative it's not like anyone's going oh everyone's playing catch up like it's that's sort of rubbish it's sort of pointless to say that because actually you know, we're all playing catch up to someone. You know, we're all we could all we can all say we're playing catch up to someone. It's sort of a silly thing to even quote unquote compete about. There is there is none of that. You know, I think it's just you do your own thing at the same time that you want to do it, and other people have got their own agendas and doing their own thing. And I think as long as this is the big thing, as long as people just help users, it doesn't matter. You know, and I think when we built. Amy, when we built Captivate, you know, but a lot of stuff within Captivate is like this. A lot of people added it, you know, snippets, show notes snippets. We added those and then Libsyn did it. That's great. Like, I would rather that it became an industry standard. You know, I would mm. rather. That's why, you know, the transistor guys always sort of mentioned that we sort of quote unquote copied their pricing, which I'm totally cool with that. It's a bloody good pricing model. Like, why would you not? Number one, you can't expect to just have a monopoly on pricing. Like, that's that's just not how life works. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just not how it works in anything. Um, but it's, of course, like, that's a huge compliment. If someone copies your work, that's a huge compliment. It's annoying because, especially, you know, if, if someone does it really well, it's like, oh, God, we can't just monopolize it. But that's good. And this is what I always say to some people that have a little wine in the space. You know, there are, there are curmudgeonly people in the hosting space that will go on about other people. And, you know, they sort of take the, the you know, take the make. They'll sort of, you know, ride other people for, for doing certain things. And it's, it's rubbish because I always just say to them, and I'd said it to them in person. I've said it, you know, online. Your job is not to complain. It's just to actually do a good job. And if you've got time to complain, then you probably you should probably put that time into doing a good job. So it's for me, I'm not ever worried about people catching up. I'm not worried about us ever having to catch up because whilst we're all trying to achieve the same outcome, which is helping our people, we all have slightly different ways of going about it. We've got different personalities. We've got different goals. We've got different lifestyle choices. And it's, I, I don't know, I just think it's silly. I, I, I am a huge fan of everyone just getting together, sticking arms around each other and saying, do you know what, actually, there's enough room for us all. Let's just, why don't we, why don't we just get on with it and just not worry, you know? So I think it's, I, I, I don't like that whole, you know, they've got to play catch up. Um, you know, I, I think it becomes, it can become something that can force you into bad decisions. 
You know, if yeah. you look at, um, you know, Buzzsprout didn't have mid-roll at time of recording. I think Transistor added it to their roadmap. Um, I think after, obviously after we did it, they were doing pre and post roll. Um, and it's, I think it's got to be done. You know, they've made those decisions based on what we've done. But if we, you know, if we release something that wasn't going to help their users, would they scramble to do it? Of course not. Just like we've not scrambled to do the stuff that they've done or that Buzzsprout have done or that Podbean have done or Libsyn have done because there's no need. All we do is we listen to our people, they listen to their people, and together we build good product. You know, that's what we're here for. That's why we exist, to help the users, not to not to scramble around after each other. Mm. Yeah, great answer, dude. Great answer. It's um, I, I, I was... 100% sure that you were going to go down the it's not about catching up and and playing catch up and all that stuff that's just um that's we'll leave that to like the games industry and and all that stuff you know it's very very competitive and can't have this feature without you know the other one and and all that stuff so uh yeah again i i echo your your sentiment on that dude it's every single thing and i'm not just saying this it can be cliched at times but not just saying this, but every single decision that we make at Captivate is, will it help our users, yes or no? If it will, then great, we crack on and we, and we do that. If not, it goes to the bottom of the pile and we'll we'll see how it can help our users later on. So, yeah, just, uh, just to uh, cement your thoughts on that, dude. So, yeah, great answer. Uh, I want to stick with the industry for a little bit um, before we dive back into Captivate them. So, uh, I asked you just very, very generically in the first episode, but I want to just dial down into 2022 a little bit for this year. Do you think that um, not the uh, not so much uh, specific features and, and people uh, looking at their roadmaps and so on, but in terms of um, the monetization side of podcasting and people saying that, yeah, you'll be able to revenue your podcast and we've got you know this stuff coming and so on. Do you think that this year is the year where it becomes the 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 great subject of everything because the thing that i found is for the last three or four years a lot of podcast platforms and hosting companies seem to talk about what they want to do and how the industry is going to move in a certain way but i find it just moves really slowly everything else you know has moved very quickly the industry does move quickly but i find that the the monetization and the revenue side of things it tends to be a little bit sluggish so do you think that this year will be the one or is it just going to be more of a more of the same I think it's just another year of, of heavy progress for the industry. I think the challenge that you've got is that, you know, tech companies have to build what they can build in the time that they can build it. Captivate is fortunate. We we move quicker, I think, than any other podcast hosting platform. And I know that'd be contentious for the other hosts listening, but you've just got to look at the change logs, you know, and the only reason we can do that is because we're a, we're a little bit, we're probably a little bit naive in that we're like, yeah, you know what you and me are like, or me and Kieran, or you and Kieran, we'll be like, yeah, we'll we could get that out. Of course we can. And then we do. And it's, you're almost trading on that naivety. Like if you were to build a lot more processes and you were to read all the agile books and, you know, read the books from the base camp team about project management, that like all you'd be doing, you'd spend about six months sorting processes out and then never get any product out. Um, we, we just don't do that. You know, we, we've got, we're all experienced enough in what we do and, and have worked for, for, for a long time in other places that we know how to get stuff out. So I think you've got to, 
you've got to kind of measure that up. Not everyone does that. And I, I don't think there's a right or wrong in that. You move at your own pace. You build, you build your business for the life that you want. And if the life that you want is to, is, is to, to be constantly putting stuff out, that's cool. If the life that you want is, is to, uh, you know, work on your processes or to work on things in a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, a steady manner, then there's nothing wrong with that either. It does nothing wrong. And as long as we're all serving users. Now, Monetization is a funny one because Captivate has has always had really you know one big mission, which is to help someone to grow and monetize their audio influence. You know that is why we don't have a free plan. That is why we are very targeted to the person that is seriously, very seriously looking to move the needle. And that's why we create so many tools that help with that: the single promo link, the attribution links, the one-click sponsor kit. Uh, you know, there's a range of them that we can go through. Now, the mission of monetization is always the same in the industry. You know, our goal as Captivate is to give people a diverse range of monetization options because I've seen for too long that sponsorship can get pulled and you lose your revenue stream. Listener support, it's difficult to grow it. So why rely on it? Why not have it? But why rely on it? Paid private subscriptions, brilliant, but difficult to build unless you've got a big brand diversity in everything is key. You know what it's like in business, you know, multiple revenue streams. If you, you can, you know, you want to increase the ARPU, uh, annual revenue per user, you know, very specifically in software, you know, you'll, you'll bring up sales and you'll do this, that and the other. So it's all, in any industry, in any endeavor, diversity is the key thing and podcasting is no different. However, the problem with podcasting is that we yet, we've yet to have all of the tools. So you get all these startups popping up, building these tools, which are great. But the problem with that is that they require a lot of onboarding for other users. And that's, again, that is difficult. It takes years and years and years. So I think we'll see a lot of progress. But I think then what we've got to do, we've got a mammoth task as an industry of teaching the audience. And I'm talking our audience as podcasters. You know, we've got to teach podcasters that diversity is key and that it's not easy to monetize and that if you like if I want to monetize my golf <laughs> I need to practice every day for like eight hours a day but I ain't gonna do that I love playing golf but I'm you know I will always be average because it's a hobby and if your podcast's a hobby then you aren't gonna generate a full-time salary from it for years and years and years and years because the cumulative time that you've put into it won't equal the time you put into a 40-hour-a-week job in a year. So in a year, you aren't gonna achieve that same outcome. It might take five years because you're only putting 10 hours a week or whatever. You know, the, you know, that's what I'm trying to get at. So I think there are a couple of different perspectives on that. I think there's the tech that will continue to evolve and I think we're all doing a good job of that. I see, you know... Uh, that being a continual shift forward. But then I think if you look at podcasters, you know, our job in the industry is to educate them on diversity, on what they can realistically expect to get out of their podcasting business if they're treating it like a hobby and what it takes to do that. So, yeah, I know that's a sort of long answer, but I I, I don't think it's as simple as, yes, this will be a big year. You know, I think it's uh, it's an ever, ever evolving state of play, I think. Mm. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, it's a good chat. And we um we do see that quite a lot. We see a lot of little startups pop up and different tech platforms and stuff that will and I think that's the um just as a bit of advice, I guess, for especially new podcasters and so on, is that try not to hop and jump between different um different tech and apps and software and services and stuff like that, because what you'll find is you'll you'll do okay for a few weeks or a couple of months on one thing. 
and then there'll be this new shiny thing over here and you'll jump over to there and you have to do a reset and do that again. It's best to, and you can check all this stuff out in, in all of the really cool guides and stuff that we've got over on, you know, through our, uh, through the crib sheet and our YouTube channel and our blog and, and the growth labs and all that stuff. We go through all of the, all of this stuff. It's all really about just planting your feet and then just growing, you know, however, what, you know, whatever pace you've, you've planned to go at and do that stuff. So yeah, try not to hop between stuff. Try and, you know, get your get your feet firmly planted and, and grow from there. So yeah, good answer, dude. Another one. As expected, I never thought you'd give a bad answer. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't have invited you on the show. I'd be, imagine course. that as well. If I was giving terrible answers and I was running the company. Yeah. People would be like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Well, it'd be hilarious if I asked you one of these questions and you just went, yes. What is a podcast, though? <laughs> <laughs> well it's this thing that apple do right it's yeah it's it's only apple that do it yeah you got to pay for it uh imagine that imagine like, that would oh my god yeah that would be everyone would be like, that would be it would be done <laughs> something that you play on your ipod right you play don't you download them to itunes through an mp3 file on, onto a you pop them on a memory stick don't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think so yeah yeah classic how it works yeah classic <laughs> so you've been using amy dude you've mentioned that you've been using it in your own in your own podcast now and we've been using it in our hobby podcast for star wars sor for a little while and we've used it in a couple of interesting ways to add you know sort of in show promos and you know not just the typical you know here's an ad here's a sponsor sort of thing so have you got any tips or little uh little uh to do's for content creators looking to um to grow their show with a tool like Amy, you know, but they're not quite sure yet. They're thinking, hmm, Amy, I'm not sure it sounds very cool, but, you know, I'm not sure how to dip my toe in the water just yet. Yeah, and I, I think this is an important distinction, the fact that Amy, you know, audio monetization integration engine, this is, that, that integration engine part of it, I think is very important because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not just for advertising, which, you know, it, it can and will be used for massively, but it can be used for a lot more creativity as well. And the reason, one of the reasons that we broke down Amy into three modules was so that, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a frog. It was so that we can, we can teach people during module one because we, because we are making what is typically pretty advanced tech and a tech that's reserved for quote unquote, big podcasters and enterprise podcasters, because we're making that tech available to every podcaster. We wanted module one to be a real, you know, soft entry point for people. So you can do your pre-roll, you can do your bulk editor, you can do your post-roll, you can bulk edit your post-roll, you can add mid-rolls, you can do an ad painter, which is amazing. <clears throat> so I can paint over segments of my uh, of my audio and replace it. You know, it's a it's a powerful feature set, and a lot of the stuff that we do, a lot of people don't have bulk editors, for example, the painter tool. A lot of people just simply don't have them. So the easiest way to get started with it is to sort of get creative with your content. And we did this, like we said, on Spark of Rebellion. We went back and we recorded, uh, we'd done an episode and then we went back after the episode had aired and we released, um, we inserted a pre-roll telling people that there was going to be a post-credits stinger. And then we recorded a post-credits follow-up because there was something else that had happened pertaining to a story that we'd covered that had not happened until after the episode had released. So we did a post-credits and um, sort of appended it to the end of the episode using Amy. And then, we, like I said, we put a pre-roll in saying, oh, by the way, at the end of this, there's a very special piece of content, an extra, a sizzle. Um, so that's a really nice way of doing it, a really nice way of just getting started with it. Um, 
And I think another thing to do is if you have segments, so I've got segments in my podcast now, in the Podcast Accelerator, I, I, I sort of go through my deep dive. It's about a half an hour show now, and I go through a deep dive, but halfway through that, I do do like a recommended podcasting tool. So today I recommended actually my microphone that I use. Um, but instead of just recording that baked in, where I just read it out, I recorded that separately and used Amy to insert it. The reason for that is in the future, I can just pull that out and if we want to run a promo on Captivate, I can say, oh, by the way, I'm going to pull that ad out and I'm going to insert an ad for Captivate or, you know, the recommended tool is Amy by Captivate. So it gives me a lot of flexibility. I can do a lot more with that. And I know we've got a lot more planning on some of the stuff that you and me have signed off the UI for. Um, is going to enable some of that work as well to be a little easier. So it, it, it for me, it's about just being creative with your content. Can you start getting into post-credits? Can you get some mid-rolls in there? Can you insert, like you and I have got a big interview on Spark Rebellion this week uh, with an author, Charles Sewell, one of the uh, Star Wars authors. We may get Charles Sewell to record, hey, this is Charles Sewell, you're listening to Spark Rebellion. That goes right at the beginning of everything, of every episode. That gets it as a pre-roll. You know, because it, what a what a piece of social proof that is. So get creative, I think, with your content. What that's going to do is it's going to teach you how the tech works. And then when it comes to monetization and getting your ads uh, inserted and actually setting campaign parameters and all that good stuff, you, you know how it works. You've got the basics, you know. So get creative with your content. And you can really have some fun with it if you're into that as fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So two two key takeaways for me, dude, is creativity and flexibility with that the tool offers you can be as com- completely open with it and or as closed in as you want with your content um and that's really that's that's kind of that it's a bit wishy-washy but that's kind of the approach really to podcasting in general is that you've just got to do it <laughs> you know you like we, we speak to so many people that have said oh i i sat on it for six months and i researched everything and i did this and i was finally ready but then something else came up and I researched that, you know, it's just get cracking with it. So just like Mark said, if, if you've, if you're unsure about it and you, you're not ready for ads just yet and that monetization, it doesn't matter. Just start looking at your content. How can you do some creative pre-rolls and post-rolls and how can you put stuff in there? So yeah, yeah. Just get cracking with it. I think it's the main thing. And um, I'm going to finish up on a question, which is not really a question, but it's more of a confirmation, I think, dude, at the minute. So um as we've been, we've both been podcasting now for years and you've been podcasting for, for many years and you've got buckets of experience, not just as a podcaster in front of the mic, but also as, you know, the business side of things and the industry side of things. There really hasn't, there's never been a better time, right, to get your podcast off the ground and started. So if you've, like I just mentioned, if you've had that idea for a while, you've sat on it and there's a bit of an itch that you want to scratch, you really want to get your podcast going, dude, with I'm not just saying it because we work at Captivate, but with a, a platform like Captivate and all the tools and features that we offer, it really, like the world for content creators and podcasting is just ripe. It's so, it's never been a better time, dude, is there? I equate it to back in the day with the web. You know, we've, we both come from agency side and, you know, when I was back in the day coding, which I've not done for such a long time now, but my day to day was coding stuff online. You know, and I know you still do a lot of that. Um, you're way more up to date with it now than I am. But imagine, you know, back in the day, you were, you know, you were, you were either using something like Dreamweaver or like <laughs> Notepad Plus Plus. You know what I mean? To to code everything. And then CSS came along, and everything was easier to style. It wasn't in line anymore. And then frameworks came along, 
and then Bootstrap came along, and 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 you you and then Laravel came along for PHP, and then Node.js came along as a technology on Ruby, and all everything like now is is a dream for developing because it's the tools that you have at your disposal. It's so intricate. It's so fun. You can go in any direction that you want to go in, and podcasting is getting like that. You know, when we got into podcasting. There was so much manual work. There was so much. There was, frankly, there wasn't people like us pushing the boundaries. There were a couple of hosting platforms that were just like, we like RSS. Podcasting is ours because we've been in it since 2004, which I'm sick of hearing. Like, well done. Good. <laughs> it's, but like, what what have you done? Like, you've got to progress. You've got to develop. But now there's been other people. There's been, there's us. There are other hosting platforms that are pushing the boundaries. There are other technological sort of people that are doing things in the space that are pushing the boundaries. It's never been a better time to podcast how you want to podcast. Not just to podcast, but to have the flexibility and the the abilities to just go wherever you want to go in podcasting. You know, it's... It's not too busy, you know. No one ever says, "I better not start a YouTube channel." There's too many of them. That's what, you know. No one does. So we don't need to think like that in podcasting. So it's just there is almost an embarrassment of wealth when it comes to the technology that you can use in podcasting. And man, I mean, it wasn't there when we started. So just today is a really good day to get going. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and you make a good point. When you and I started, it was like, oh, have we done those tags on this one. Yeah. <laughs> we got to upload this stuff to make this work yeah i suppose so and uh, we've done that tweet for, you know there's so many things now you're absolutely right it's it's almost um it's almost sickening um to think that somebody who wants to to start a podcast can just crack on and you know everything's there that they could they could want especially from from ourselves at captivate so make use of all the stuff that we have on offer make make use of all the all all of the uh information and the growth labs and you know, crib sheet that I mentioned, get on it and, and, and get it rocking. So the other thing is that if you start podcasting and you're consistent with it and you grow it, undoubtedly you will find a niche and you will find your, your audience because I tell you there are thousands, potentially millions of podcasts that their lifespan is months. So that's the other thing as well. You might think it's busy. You might think it's a crowded thing. And that might be the initial jumping in point. Like, oh, I'm, I'm in the mix with another 10 podcasts who are also podcasting about my subject, my area. Don't worry about it. You'll be, if you're consistent, you'll be one of the only ones left, you know, within a year. So, so, so absolutely get it going. So Mark, thank you very much, dude, as always for chatting to me and taking time out your day. I know you're busy. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been great as always. Oh, I'm never too busy for this. No, it's good, man. It's, it's it's fun. No, I love doing it. So yeah, good show. I always love listening to it as well. It's nice to nice to hear it back, dude. So um, yeah, good chat with Pierre as well. Really enjoyed that. So yeah, same old man. Yeah, good show. Same old. Thank you very much, dude. I'll uh, I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Bye. Big, big thanks again to Mark for taking the time out of his day to talk to me about Amy and finishing off this series of podcast episodes around our dynamic content engine. It's been great to dig into some of the big brains we have here at Captivate. And I think you can tell from the, the chats and, and these interviews that the, and I, we, we've, I've said it on the interviews themselves, that everything we do here at Captivate is based around the users' needs and the wants of our users. Everything is user-centric. So 
If you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast and you want to get involved and make use of these very cool tools and features, just head over to Captivate.fm. You can sign up to a free seven-day trial. Give us a a go, kick the tires, see what you think, and I'm sure you'll like uh, everything that we've got on offer to make sure that you're initially launching your podcast successfully and then growing your audience and growing your podcast to whatever you want it to be. So go and give us a try over there. As I mentioned, make sure you follow this podcast in your Fave Podcast app so you can check out these episodes every single Wednesday. Until then, have a great week, take care of yourselves, stay safe, and happy podcasting.